And we need to get to the bottom of why men abuse. And when men abuse, is there a place they can go to to reform and get help and most importantly, become a better man? Find the golden side. Find the champion within. There was a man who was poor in money, but very rich in character, integrity, and what he gave back. So we judge ourselves not by our money, our image, our alligator skin shoes. We judge ourselves by, am I a man of integrity? Am I a man of compassion? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest at this time, the award-winning Sunny Siwe Changan. Hi, Sunny. How are you doing? Liz Pei, I'm good. Welcome to the Mortiers podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am completely amazed by your journey and your rise. Um, I mean, you are literally the number four ranked brand manager in South Africa. In fact, it's the Middle East in Africa because the Luris are international, um, and you You've gotten there by the amazing high impact work that you've been delivering both in creativity and in intervention on the No Excuse platform from Carling Black Label. Um, this is also taking you to Cannes. Um, you're a globally recognized marketer. Talk to me about that journey. What does that feel like? Have you internalized that? actually quite wild to hear you say that to me because as I'm listening I'm like yes I was there I went on the journey <laughs> definitely still in the process of internalizing it and definitely using it to also make me a better marketer and in terms of my journey on the work that I've done on No Excuse and the brand I just firstly want to touch on what we mean when we say the term No Excuse because that does get misconstrued all we're saying here is that there is no excuse for men to abuse women and most importantly and my favorite call out there's no excuse for others to stand by and do nothing when others abuse because what we find is everybody knows a victim but nobody knows a perpetrator and up until good men speak up that will assist us in ending the scourge that we're currently facing and then in terms of my journey, I've had an amazing opportunity to work with great organizations, with women who have been through it all, who are willing to share their stories with us. And as a marketer, of course, we're able to use and put a spotlight on such issues using creativity, which lands the message for us just so impactfully. I think that's really powerful to know, to redeem creativity and use it for a higher order purpose. And I mean, even this t-shirt um, is a shout out to this work and how it's been globally recognized, having no excuse in different languages. And so you obviously have been a calling girl, or as they call it, hashtag calling darling. Calling darling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and calling is obviously Africa's most award brand, the biggest brand on the continent, um, multiple award-winning, incredible liquid. Um, tell us about this brand world that Carling is actually about and how then No Excuse fits into that brand world. I will firstly start on the liquid, like I just said, Africa's biggest beer, yes. the most awarded in Africa, and we've won over 50 awards for the yes. quality taste of our liquid. There's literally no better beer, no better beer any amount of money can buy. And then in terms of the brand world, what I love about Carling is how clear it is in its positioning as a brand and what it stands for. And when we talk about brand world, we're clear on the fact that we refer to our consumers and we inspire all our consumers to be champions. Mm -hmm. As we say, champions deserve champion beer. And what we mean when we say someone's a champion 
And someone who wakes up every day, works hard for their family and deserves that reward at the end of the day. And as Calling Black Label, we know it's not easy being a champion. And that is the affirming voice that we provide to people to be like, there is gold inside each and every single person. And most importantly, there's a champion in every single person. But you have to do the work to find that champion within you, that champion inside of you. And as a brand world summarized, that's what calling stands for. I think there's something powerful about affirming the best in men, the best of us, um, that I think a lot of people, maybe beyond enjoying calling, may not even appreciate. I love the way you've given champions a voice. I mean, things like the calling cup, where their voice literally has changed history, uh, or made history, actually, where they've been able to influence selections in football games and substitution. And I mean, even now, we're with the calling cup. Um, recently, we saw sundowns in a traditionally Soweto derby kind of a space um, Take the new Carling Cup. So I really am a big fan um, of Carling Black Label. But talk to me about Sunny's journey. You know, you're from East London um, and you've gone from East London to number four brand <laughs> manager in the country. What are the defining moments that you feel have been the most formative, the most transformational that have built you as the Sunny that we see today? What a journey it's been, eh? So, like you said, Eastern Cape, born and bred, representing, yes. And um, I spent my formative years in Tata. My family then relocated to East London, where I did most of my primary school up until high school. And obviously, on that journey up until getting to here, there has been certain moments that have either been really difficult or been really, really good that have contributed to the person that I am. And if I summarize it, there'll be three key parts in my life that I look at that have gotten me to where I am today. The very, very first one, which is actually quite interesting. Looking back at high school, I was a late bloomer. And um, with me being a late bloomer, really came into myself probably around grade nine. And that's an important part of your life because that's when you're choosing your subjects right. and everything. And then if we fast forward now to me in grade 11... Luckily, I have a very smart older brother who's always been an inspiration. I got the great opportunity because my family tradition is if someone's going to varsity, we pack the car, we're all going to drop the person off. All of us are going, right? <laughs> so um, I then got to join on the trip to take my brother to university. And obviously going on the trip, I'm like, oh, we're dropping my brother off. It's fine. Didn't think much of it. And then as we were there and as I arrived and got to see this whole other world, I'd never really seen a university before. Been to Joburg for like family vacations and stuff, but I'd never seen an actual institution. It was like a light bulb moment for me to be like, you know what, when you work hard in school, you get to get accepted into institutions like this, which open doors Mm. on your side that you could never imagine them being open for you. And I mean, just with my upbringing in general, my parents were very, very, very strict on education. They're both university graduates and it was always the trajectory to go to varsity. So leaving that trip and going back to East London, starting my grade 11 year, which is the marks you apply with, it was a very clear mission that I'm trying to get into one of the best institutions in the country. And a focused queen was born. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did, you know. And that got me now into, like, being an adult. That was my first mm. time living on my own. I'm so far away from home, you know. Just that adjustment was very difficult. I'm the only girl at home, so my parents were extremely strict. So getting to be on my own was also just a different experience. And if I fast forward once again from there to like three years later, I'm now in my third year, I found my groove, you know. I'm like, okay, almost there. I'm going to get this degree. 
And with that said, unfortunately and very tragically, and it was also very unexpected, we did lose my dad, which just felt like our world just went upside down, right? Because one moment you have the leader of your family and the next you don't. So for me, that was a crossroads because it was a decision of, do I let this grief consume me or do I take this and use it as inspiration? Because I know there's nothing my dad would have wanted more than having me finish my degree, you know? And, you know, we sat down as a family and it was like, I packed my bags, went back to school and used it as a source of inspiration. And I mean, I didn't know at the time, I'm a lot older now, but when things happen to you in life, good or bad, you can't control that. Right. What you can control is how you react mm -hmm. to those things. And looking back, the reaction to it turned a very somber situation into a very positive one, which also built my character a lot. And then thirdly, if I fast forward a little bit from there now, obviously, late university, what are you going to do from here? You've got this piece of paper, what now? And I mean, once again, when I have my eye on something, it's tunnel vision. A focused queen. Yes, <laughs> to achieve it, right? And at this point with that tunnel vision, I was like, you know, I was at one of the best institutions in the country. I want to work for the best. And we got access to a whole lot of corporates coming to speak speak to us and then South African breweries came to speak Ooh. to us and I was just like that is the kind of company that I want to work for and the beauty of the journey looking at how I perceive the company from outside and the journey that I've had inside the company absolutely amazing there's no way else I'd rather be. I think your journey is so powerful in that it comes from community um, it comes through the vicissitudes of life that are transformational and formative. And yet there's something that I believe there is a higher order purpose in honoring the memory of your father and being able to not only achieve what you've achieved, but also work, do work that matters, do work that moves people and our country forward and, and does something for men. And I think that is just so powerful. And so how have you found working at SAB? Oh, working at SAB has <laughs> been a complete dream. Obviously, very challenging. At the end of the day, we are the best at what we do. So Thanks. it requires a lot from you, but it also gives a lot back. So if I look back at my journey, I started a company 2018. That was like four months fresh out of varsity. I started heart of the company in sales. I was in trade marketing. Love that for the inland region. And I was there for about three years. And in those three years, there was a lot to learn because I also came in at a regional office perspective. I needed to learn on the ground, the sales, the heart of the company. And that's what I got to do, which I feel was such a great um, foundation coming mm. into marketing. Because then, um, once again, I was laser focused on marketing. <laughs> once I got to learn the company, it was a decision of, okay, where to from here? You know, mm -hmm. you've added value here. Where do you want to go from here? So from there, I got an amazing opportunity to be seconded to the marketing floor, which was great exposure. And it also like clarified and cemented for me mm. that I do 100% want to be in this department. And then unfortunately it was COVID. So went back part. to my old job. <laughs> there was no vacancies. But shortly after that, I got to join um, the department as the assistant brand manager. And that role was a great adjustment because it's what I had been doing at a regional level, but mm -hmm. now I had the influence of all the things I felt could be done better to do it on a national level. Fantastic. And then that led me to Calling Black Label and not just working on Calling Black Label, but also getting to work on No Excuse and doing really meaningful work. 
work that changes people's lives. And talk to me about what it's like to be a woman who's working on a brand that speaks to men um, and actually on no excuses, speaking to the worst of men. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'll say, working on a masculine brand, I only have brothers, so I've been around males. My you whole were ready. Life. Yes, so I was very, very ready. But when we look at the brand and specifically talking about no excuse, the movement, one thing that differentiates no excuse from other gender-based violence movements is the fact that it's quite dimensional. It's not just one dimensional. We're not just talking to victims of abuse. Mm -hmm. We definitely work with victims. We counsel victims. We've partnered with Lifeline. Lifeline was inception. amazing. That WhatsApp line during the pandemic, absolutely incredible work. Still running till today's Fantastic. Pay. People are still getting help and Fantastic. that's something we want to keep going. Yeah straight into the future. So working with Lifeline, working with victims, but the big thing about Black Label, we're a big brand and we want to make a big impact. Mm -hmm. The question was, how do we end gender-based violence? What is the root cause of this problem? And you can't um, have such a movement to not have impact. And the decision for the brand was, why do men abuse? We need to get to the bottom of why men abuse. And when men abuse, is there a place they can go to to reform and get help and most importantly, become a better man? Find the golden side. Find the champion within. And that's the beauty of the work that we do. It's very preventative, very focused on men and very focused on rehabilitating men. Because at the end of the day, the stats are there. We're a fatherless right. nation and unfortunately men in our country don't have examples on how to be good men because they didn't have that example. So they end up unfortunately turning into what they saw. So what I love about the movement is it gives people a second chance to be better and most importantly, creating role models for the generation to come. I think what's really powerful is how our two brands work in, in unison, how you're speaking to men um, through no excuse and how from an SAB corporate perspective and our partnership with the Department of Social Development, we're rolling out gender-based violence centers in the country. It's a really great two-pronged approach and I think what's powerful is um, the impact that that can have um, in, in the communities that we find ourselves in. So now you're in an interesting career transition at SAB yet again um, after being at the top of your game on Carling, your darling Carling, um, you are now going to an incredible uh, brand Brutal Fruit. You've gone from speaking to men and calling out the golden side to telling women that no matter where they come from, no matter where they are, they are encouraged to occupy this space and recognize that they belong. Talk to me about how you have transitioned into the role as the new brand manager for Brutal Fruit. So first things first, um, I've always been very intentional and vocal about the fact that I want to work for Brutal Fruit simply because as a brand, they have always represented me as a consumer outside of the company. And that's the first reason as to why I, represent, I resonate with the brand. And when I look at the positioning, which you um, told us about in the You Belong positioning, as women and as people in general, imposter syndrome is a real thing, mm -hmm. where you find reasons in your own head as to why you don't belong in certain rooms, why you're not good enough. And when you look at the foundation that's been laid with the You Belong positioning, the brand is saying, come as you are. 
You don't need to change anything about ourselves. You belong in our world and every single woman out there is a brutal fruit girl. And the job that the brand has to do right now is they've created this beautiful world, right? Giving women access to luxury, to being soft, where you don't have these pressures of you have to be strong, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You know, just giving yourself that moment to be able to, you know, simple pleasures in life, right? And the big thing now is making sure that every single woman in South Africa understands that in this world, they have a space as they are. They belong in that room. And like Uso Zbini Tunzi said, that as women, we need to take up space yeah. and we need to cement ourselves because we are very powerful beings. So the big job that has to be done now is just bringing that positioning through to consumers. When people look at Brutal Fruit, when they look at a Brutal Fruit woman, they see themselves mm. in that woman. Love that. Incredible journey, incredible work, outstanding impact, and you're still really, really young. Um, and so I do want to propose a toast to you. Yes. Let me be a champion. Thank you. <laughs> Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> I want to raise a toast to you, um, to a journey that has been transformative, um, to a journey that has led to multiple evolutions, um, to a journey that is only just beginning. Mm. Um, I believe your future is bright, and I do believe that you will have a future with many more cheers. And to that, we'll cheers. toast to that. Cheers. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Please welcome our guest at this time from Father Renation, Craig Wilkinson. How are you, Craig? I'm great. Excellent to be here. Oh, fantastic. Welcome to the More Cheers podcast. I'm so um, excited about the work that you do through Father Renation in partnership with No Excuse. We're about as old as each other at SAB. Um, I was going to say, only old. at SAB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're both about five years right, old right, in terms indeed. of yeah, being yeah. here. Um, talk to me, though, about this work. You know, Talk to me about Father Renation, what it does. So we trying to solve the problem of bad behavior in men. I mean, there's a rich heritage of heroism in, in us as men. If you call that out, suddenly they come alive. Suddenly the, 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 they bring out the best in them. And I think that's the, the great melding between the Father and Nation brand and, the, and, the, and the, the Carling Black Label brand is that they're all about the champion man. And so I've always said, we don't have to reinvent masculinity. We need to rediscover it, you know, because rediscovering it is rediscovering the men who gave up their lives for women, who fought, you know, and that's really what we're all about. Fantastic. So what does Father and Nation actually do um, in partnership with No Excuse? Well, we, I mean, I've written a couple of books on fatherhood, uh, written on gender-based violence and written on authentic masculinity. And so we work very closely hand-in-hand -hand with Carling Black Label to, to spread the No Excuse for Abuse message. And the message is that uh, there's never an excuse. You know, alcohol is often used as an excuse. Oh, I was drunk, you know. It's never an excuse. Uh, and, and so we roll out programs throughout South Africa, all socioeconomic groups, you know, Carling Drinkers, which is, you know, the biggest beer in the nation. And, and, and the brand, it, coincidentally, the, the, the brand markings uh, and, and brand, even the fonts and the colors were the same you know, prior to us even meeting, or, you know, and so it, it's, a, it's a natural fit. So we work with men throughout South Africa, in taverns, in communities, in squatter camps, in colleges, universities, you name it. We work with men, teaching them how to be good men and, and getting them to talk, which we don't do very easily. <laughs> Unless you're me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then it's hard to shut you up. <laughs> but what is it in your life that, your life's journey, um, that led you to a place where you're leading this kind of a movement and intervention in society? It started with me being a single dad, um, raising a son and a daughter, and um, 
most phenomenal journey. I mean, a little story from my daughter's childhood. She was two years old, and doctors said that she would need an operation on her heart. She had a small hole in one of the walls of her heart. And uh, luckily, technology is amazing now. Instead of open-heart surgery, it's a catheter that pops this device, you know, amazing. But when we went to the surgery, I, I looked into the theater, and it's a scary place, you know. To, and my little daughter was very scared, so I asked the doctor if I could carry her in. And he allowed me to carry her in uh, to theater in my arms. They even allowed me to put the gas mask over her face, which, she, so, she, so she fell asleep in my arms, handed her over to the surgeons. Uh, when she came out, I was there in the recovery room, and uh, it was a great success. She was out the next day. But a month later, we were, we were at my house having a bra, and I had a bunch of mates standing around, and she was standing next to me, holding onto my leg, as little girls do. And my one friend said to her, Blythe, I believe you were in hospital recently. And she looked up, and she said, yes, my heart was broken, she said. She said, but my daddy fixed it. Oh, I tell you, I, I had to excuse myself. You know, the tears were flowing to, to, you know, regain my man. But it made me realize the importance of a father in, mm. in both a son and a daughter's life. You know, to her, I was a hero. And um, I realized that I held her heart in my hands, I did, and my son's heart. And how I pitched up as a man would have a massive impact on their life. Fast forward a bit, uh, we went through a divorce. Um, my kids chose to come live with me. And I was a single dad, and I just began to realize the impact of fatherlessness on, on, on kids. I became known as the pops to a lot of the kids, you know, and they were, it was just heartbreaking to see how many kids in South Africa. We, we were, as Sunny said, we're a fatherless nation. You know, we're one of the most unfathered nations in the world. And, and a lot of that's got to do with our history, our broken um, abuse of history and single hostile minds, et cetera, et cetera. But I realized the power and importance of fathers. And then I wrote a book about fatherhood. And uh, my son, when he turned 18, he wrote me a letter. And uh, he said in the letter, it was another tear-jerking moment, he said, Dear Dad, I just want to thank you for being my, my best friend, my brother, but most importantly, my father. And he went on to say, he said, I consider myself the most fathered human on earth. A tear-jerk, best gift I've ever received in my life. And that led me to write a book. And um, then I began to obviously get caught up in looking at men. I saw what was happening to fight against gender-based violence, and it wasn't working. The world teaches us that masculinity, for me, they're four big lies, sex, power, money, and big boys don't cry, you know? The more women I have, the more sexual partner, the more of a man I am. What a lie, you know? The more faithful I am, the more of a man I am. Power, you know, the more power I have, the more of a man, the more dominant, the more money. I'm defined by my car, by my image, you know? We see this in politics, we see it in business, we see it in churches, you know? And then the fourth lie, big boys don't cry. You know? So we grew up with a false narrative about what men is. And we need to teach men what true masculinity is. Carling Black Label has got these six virtues mm. of a champion man, these values mm. that men should aspire to. Yes. Um, talk to me about the journey of developing and landing on those virtues. Right. Um, and then double click into what they actually are. So it's all very well to say to a man, look, you've grown up wounded with a false concept of masculinity. You're unfathered. But then the question is, well, okay, what is a man? <laughs> you know, the six virtues, very briefly, um, is number one, use your strength for good. We've got strength. Our strength is our ability to impact the lives of other people. It's not your bicep. It's not you know, how much you can bench press. Uh, it's your ability to impact the lives of others. And mm -hmm. what are you doing with that? You, know, you can fail to do that. Like, you know, it's like I say a lot of men are like Eskom, you know, <laughs> power, load shedding. You know? uh, the power is not where it should be. You know? It's in the pub when it should be at the home. Um, or you can misuse your strength. You know, you can use it to dominate or abuse, or you can use it well. Love, serve, honor, protect, provide. And that's number one virtue of a good man. He uses his strength for good. Number two virtue is he judges himself by his character. 
not by his image, you know. Uh, someone, one of our mentors had a beautiful experience with a, a female judge, and she said to him, I attribute my success to my father. She said, we grew up in a shack. My father was very poor. He lived on a, on a subsistence grant. But every morning when I got up, he got up first, and he boiled the water for me to wash in. Every day when I came back from college, he was there to greet me. I owe my success to him. And uh, there was a man who was poor in money, but very rich in character, integrity, in what he gave back. So we judge ourselves not by our money, our image, our alligator skin shoes. We judge ourselves by, am I a man of integrity? Am I a man of compassion? You know? Number three virtue is we tend our fields. You know, every man has a field. You know? uh, in the field are people, things, responsibility, roles, duties. How well do I tend those? You know? For me, the only measure of a man's success is what impact has he had on the people in his lives? How's his wife? How are his children? How's his partner? How, you know, what, uh, how's his country? <clears throat> so you judge yourself by your, your, your character. The, the third one, sorry, you tend your field. You take full responsibility. The fourth one is you build a band of brothers. You know? We walk alone as men. You know? I was at a funeral of a very close friend four or five years back, and we, and we were chatting, and we were saying, you know, did you know what Pete was going through, his name was Pete, and none of us knew, you know. And we realized that as men, we don't talk, you know. I might be dying inside, you ask me how I'm doing, I say, hey, dude, I'm doing fine, you know. I'm not fine, you know. So we need a band of brothers around us, accountable, sharpen each other, hold each other accountable. If I see you doing something, I say, hey, spare, you know, dude, you know, brother, come into line, you know. But I also honor you and love you and, and I create an environment where you can be vulnerable to me. The fifth one, I'm giving you the long version, the short version is we mentor the next generation. You know, every one of us as men is leaving footprints. Every one of us as men has someone watching us. Where do our footprints lead? You know, what kind of lifestyle are we? Are we modeling authentic, loving, caring, giving, good masculinity or not? You know, or are we modeling toxic masculinity? Because every man has that choice, you know. Finally, um, true masculinity makes the world a better place, you know. Uh, you as my mate, are you better off because I'm in your life? You know, my wife, is she a better woman because I'm in her life? My children, are they better? My mom, is she a better woman because I'm her son? Is SA Breweries, uh, ABM Bev a better company because I'm in it? Is South Africa better? You know, it's, uh, we make the world a better place. You get givers and takers, you know. Good men are net givers. I love that. And um, it, it's so powerful to have programs that are built on such powerful and deep um, values-based propositions. Um, but talk to me about the actual interventions of Father and Nation um, across our country. What does that look like? What are the stories that you're seeing in our communities through these interventions on the No Excuse platform? Fantastic question. I mean, we do a variety. The overriding message is, dude, you're a gift to the world, but you can also be a curse. Make your choice. This is how. One of the greatest programs we've run is uh, Champion Conversations. We get a small group of men facilitated by one of our mentors, and we, get, we create a platform to talk openly, honestly, plus we add the six-pack. So this is, you can talk here, you're safe, you're amongst brothers, but here's the answer to the questions you, cr you cried out as a young man growing up. What does it mean to be a man? And here are the lies that you were taught. Let's dispel those lies. And uh, we've seen some phenomenal results. The results have been excellent. Just we need to father men. Men need to be fathered, you know, and given a platform to sp speak openly. I think that's really, really powerful. And yeah, I think it's fantastic how we can 
put real purpose to pow a powerful brand, creating a powerful and transformative um, platform of that brand and really see meaningful change in our community. So I wanted to thank you for that work that you do and raise a toast um, to really bring out the gold inside men um, so that ultimately a future with more cheers means a future with transformed, constructive masculinity in South Africa. Amen cheers. to that. Cheers. Hi, I'm Kyle and I'm an SAB Brewmaster and I get the pleasure to discuss with you today our most awarded brand and that is Carling Black Label. Over 50 years it's been in the market with over 50 awards showing us almost getting an award every year and that is fully supported by how delicious this brand is. It is refreshing, it gives more reward. It's a brewer's beer from how well and how tough it is to ferment to make sure we get that perfect fermentation to make sure that you get a clean finish on the beer but specifically driving some nice fruity esters, these nice fruity notes that are coming from it. So let's go dive straight into that. So with the pour, you wanna make sure you take care of it right up into the end, and then you could be a little bit more rough with it. You wanna make sure that you get that nice foam coming out and showing that fantastic golden liquid that's inside, because there's definitely gold within this brand. Absolutely wonderful. You really get a nice, clear flavor on it with a little bit of sweetness lingering towards the back giving you that reward. After anything that's happened during the day, you can overcome it with the black label. The fruitiness that comes through and that full beer experience that you're getting, it's a fantastic mix to go with something with a seared protein, be it chicken or fish or red meat. And then also what could be great, especially when you're getting a little bit cold or you like something a little bit spicier, a nice spice or a stew is a fantastic accompaniment. Carling Black Label giving you more rewards and you cannot beat its price. The ultimate rewarding beer. Cheers. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of the More Cheers podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please show your love, leave your comments and subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast. Stay sharp and cheers till next time. The information, statements, comments, views and opinions expressed or provided in this podcast are not necessarily those of SAB and may not be current. This podcast was recorded and is being made available solely for information purposes and is general in nature. SAB does not make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any of the content contained in this podcast and listeners are referred to the disclaimer contained at www.sab.co.za.